Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Running 44 at 60 podcast. My name is Trevor Lee. This is episode 111. <laughs> and this is the third of my little trilogy of Arc of Attrition recordings for 2023. So we've had Nick Pope, who came on and talked us all the way through how to run a 50 at 60, which was fantastic. And then Holly Holmes, who came ninth overall in the ladies race, her first Arc of Attrition 100. And it was great to hear from Holly. And actually, Holly came into the Penzance aid station where our next guest arrived at the same time. So she ran in with Vassos Alexander. And Vassos is the guest on the final part of this Arc trilogy. So you're going to hear from Vassos any second now, and he's going to just share, and you, you get a great sense of energy from Vassos, and also just how much he really enjoyed his time here in Cornwall. So let's go over and say hello to Vassos. So Vassos, great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for coming. Um, do you want to give listeners a little bit of an idea, before we talk about the ARC 100, about your running background? Um. Well, nothing dramatic, really. I'm just somebody who um, fell in love with running in his, I guess, early 30s um, and just, you know, kept running. I ran the um, the the Great North Run was my first race, and then I wondered what it would be like to, to, to run a marathon and then many years trying to break three hours in a marathon, finally succeeding in London. And then, you know, and then what, what's beyond the, uh, the 26.2 <laughs> mile finishing line? And then I found out that there's a lot of kind of joy and, and a bit of pain um, <laughs> beyond, beyond 26.2 miles. But most of all, there's the most fantastic, welcoming, um, awesome and happy and just generally lovely community. Um, and so I've been, I've been sort of merrily doing, you know, a few hundred milers or, you know, maybe a bit shorter, maybe a bit longer every year for the last few years and just enjoying them great stuff so why the arc of attrition then why come to cornwall in the in, you know, in the middle of the winter and run through the night on the coastal path what 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 appealed to you about that well um i generally um you know you chat to people during races and uh, and i know a few people you know who who put on events and stuff and and i tend to to, to choose my races based on the um what people say about them not so much the words but the, the sort of the the atmosphere in which they're saying it and right. whenever anyone talks about <laughs> the arc of attrition they just had this sort of this sense of awe um about the race and you know but with a smile you know it's not just difficult for difficulty's sake and it's been really near the top of my kind of wish list for ages um and then i think it was last year or maybe 2021 um, I met Jane from Mud Crew at a, at a running festival that, that I was hosting, actually, Run Fest Run. And she invited me and I said, yes, done. Um, <laughs> and I was really looking forward to it. And I trained really bloody hard and then did my back in the week before oh. by doing some weight training. Um, and uh, and then, you know, postponed the, postponed the entry for a year. And that's why I ended up not actually in as good a shape as I was last year, but still on the... Uh, on the south coast of Cornwall at noon that Friday morning, and uh, yeah, and I and I and I'm you know just so pleased I did. <laughs> uh, no, it is it is a, a fantastic event because I used to live uh, very close to Coverack uh, when my yeah you know, my kids were growing up and all that, and I had no idea that this was going on whatsoever. So uh, you know, like you, I found out lots and lots of things. Uh, great, met some great people in the last few years in in this. So, did it meet your expectations, Vassos? Oh yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it it thoroughly deserves its reputation of being the 
well, the hardest, probably 100 miler in the UK, you know, everything taken into consideration, you know, so you, when did I meet you? Was that about 40 miles in, 42 yeah, miles in? Uh, yeah, just about, well, it's, it says 39, I think, officially, yeah, yeah. Mm, um, well, I mean, I was already pretty battered. I, you know, my legs at 15 miles felt like they usually feel at 50 <laughs> miles, Um and not all of that was me being out of shape. Uh, uh, a lot of the blame <laughs> lies, lies squarely on the coastal path. Um, and then you hit 60, 68 miles or whatever it is, and they throw in the most brutal 13 <laughs> miles I have ever run anywhere, ever. And that's, you know, that's a pretty competitive field. Um, and I ju- that just, I mean, that those 13 miles from Pendine Lighthouse, they completely <laughs> broke me. Um, took me five hours more than... Um, and it was just a, an attritional march in from there. But, um, you know, what what a race. And, you know, it's not, look, I'm, I'm wearing the hoodie, especially. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, James yeah, yeah, this is great, great um, stuff. <laughs> um, it, it was, it's the people around the event, you know, people like you guys at the aid stations, the, you know, the archangels, the flying angels. The, I, I did it without a crew, but, you know, other people's crews obviously were really happy to help out. Oh, are you a runner? Yeah, what can I get you? You know, just stay on that wall, I'll get you a cup of coffee. Um, just, it was, it was a, what a fantastically friendly whilst being utterly brutal (laughs) race. And also I got the good conditions as well. You know, imagine, (laughs) imagine you add sideways hail into the equation. I sort of almost wish you had done, you know, I almost (laughs) wish that they had been, you know, the, the full Cornish January. Um, but it was, it was pretty cold. It was, it was, uh, you know, utterly insane. Those hills at the end, that hill, the, the hill right at the end, all just fantastic. <laughs> but all with a, you know, it was, I don't know, it, it's like this, this, um, this kind of joyful concoction of like unbelievably tough and unbelievably friendly at the same time. And, and it just, it is a, you know, I've said it a couple of times. Um, I said it on the, you know, the, the, the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show on the Monday morning afterwards. It is absolutely one of the, crown jewels of the british running scene if not the world running scene and it you know it's it is 360 degrees of awesome yeah well you know it's fair dues to you know to jane and to ferg who are the largely the driving forces behind it because they do put an awful lot of time and effort in but they get a fantastic response i mean they were oversubscribed for volunteers you had to kind of book in almost as quickly as possible just to be a volunteer that mm. alone take part in the race so it's it's tremendous it's tremendous now uh, well, I'm going to ask you about, you know, the Spartathlon, you know, which you did, uh, you know, the amazing race there, 153 miles. And if anybody who's read your book, Running Up That Hill, will know that's what that's about. So were there any comparisons, Vassos, between your experience there and your experience of the Ark? Anything that, you know, when you were on the Ark, flashed back to the Spartathlon? Um, well, the, the time it took me to run it. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, it, I think I might. Have, I think I was probably quicker running 153 miles over a 4,000 foot mountain um, in Greece, <laughs> and that's that's 30 degree heat in the day, and you know, and minus one, and every bit as as horrible as you'd expect the top of a mountain to be at night. Um, and, and yeah, and I think I think that was quicker. Um, it, yeah, it, def- it definitely was quicker. Um, so yeah, that aside, the Spartathlon is. Um, I mean, it's a very historic race that you know and greece athens the peloponnese 
stops in order to you know we 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 set off you know at six o'clock in the morning in in athens from the acropolis and they closed the streets for 300 ultranights and no one minds and i have experience as a greek (laughs) of you know of athenian traffic and they're not they're not known for their patience but they absolutely don't mind that you know you're running on these roads and lorries are hooting their horse in support hooting their horns rather in support i think at least i thought it was support um at the time and yeah it's generally you know it's it's equally wonderful in a very different way. It's a very different race, you know. The the the, the time is um, the time cutoffs are brutal in in Greece. I think you have to do the first marathon in three forty five, or wow. you're out, you know. Wow. And there's a cutoff every couple of miles, but wow. there's an aid station that means every couple of miles. So I did the whole thing with just literally a a, a, a belt around my around my waist, right. rather than, you know, 105, 104 miles, however long um, the arc is, you know, unsupported with, what, 20 miles in between aid stations and, yeah. you know, in, in the night mostly. So, <laughs> you know, very, very, very different race, but kind of equally joyous, equally wonderful. <laughs> they're, they're both right up there in my kind of top races ever list. And when I when I was just glancing back through the book to do the research for this recording, uh, I thought, oh, I'll ask you about your preparation then, because I know, <laughs> I know when you said about your Spartathlon preparation that your roommate Mick Thwaites had like got a, a laminated sheet for every two miles of the course, including which side of the road the checkpoints were on. So, did you have meticulous planning like that for the arc, Vassos? No, I don't. I don't plan to be honest. <laughs> you know, no, no poles, no cheat sticks. No crew, just drive down. In fact, this year I was a little, I planned a little bit more because I, I got somewhere to stay on the Thursday night. If I'd done it in 2022, I'd have had to drive down, you know, from like, I don't know, leaving London at 3 a.m. And, and just arriving when I arrived. So right, I gosh. did that much preparation. Right. Um, and obviously I went through the kit list. You have to go through the kit list. But I just, you know, I'm a more jumper in the deep ender with, you know, with both feet and see what happens. <laughs> kind of person you know i have never i have never in my life laid out um a flat what's he called flat stanley oh yeah. A race, you know? yeah. yeah no that's that's just very much not me you know my, my first um ultra my first ultra was a 62 mile 61 mile race to the stones 100 kilometers lovely race equally you know fantastic can't fault it but i turned up because i'd forgotten i've forgotten my um my shoes just by the front door there and um and so I had to do it in, in basically in, you know, London town shoes. Um, I, I quite like that. I quite like, I know that people say, oh, you're not taking it seriously enough. No, well, maybe not. But um, I sort of quite like that about me. I quite like the slapdashness and, and, and just sort of see what happens. And yes, I'm not taking it seriously, but let's face it. Why take anything seriously, honestly? Well, yeah, that's very true, actually. Yeah, very true. What about your eating? How, how did you know what, what sort of things did you eat on the run? I'm always intrigued to know this. Um, my stomach usually is pretty good to me on, a, on an ultra run, which is one of my sort of like, you know, tick box lucky things. But um, I had decided, you know, as I was scoffing another yet another chocolate brownie on New Year's Eve, you know, as the time's going up to sort of three, <laughs> four in the morning, waiting for waiting for blimmin' Paul and Sophie to leave our house, you know. <laughs> and, um, I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to do one of these no-sugar months. So no refined sugar. Yes, I can eat apples and stuff, but I wasn't going to eat, um, you know, stuff with lots of sugar in it. So no puddings, no desserts. And I obviously was going to end that at the arc. Um, and I also generally don't have 
caffeine again because you know working on a breakfast show you 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 tend to have too much so you just just i cut it all i cut it out a few years ago um and then so i was thinking this is great i'll start having sugar on the way and it'll give me like double the you know double the like the caffeine does i have a caffeinated gel and i'm whoom, you know <laughs> but my stomach decided that hang on you've had you've had three and a half four weeks of no sugar and no and no caffeine for years really we're not we're not ta- i'm not having this so you know there was quite a few kind of vomits along the way but thankfully i did manage to get stuff down at the um at the checkpoint so you know the veggie um, we had, two, I think, two veggie chilies at, right. um, at St. Ives and, uh, and at Land's End, and they basically got me through because all of the stuff I was carrying, and I was carrying many ki- kilograms of basically sugar. You know, I go to I go to Whole Foods and I just buy 20, 20 25 quid worth of these bars, you know, oh, some Trek bars, some, you know, whatever the Scott Jurek ones are called, some of these, some of these. And I was trying them and nothing would work. Nothing would stay down. I just, the idea of sugar just made me feel <laughs> awful. And the gels, obviously, they're all full of sugar. So I couldn't, you know, um, my friend um, Rich was um, was crewing for someone else. And he gave me some tailwind every time I saw him in the car park. So the tailwind right. I could take keep down. Um, and, and, and then the stuff in the... Uh, and the stuff in the in the checkpoints, but otherwise I was having none of it. It was just it was one of those races, you know. I just it really slapped me about a bit, but then so it blimmin' well should, you know. It's the arc of attrition. You don't want to do it and go, oh, that was you know that was nice. Well, interestingly, Vassos, uh, the uh, previous guest on this podcast was a lady called Holly Holmes, and uh, she did she finished ninth in the ladies' version this year of the Arc Hundred. Mm. And she came into Penzance at exactly the same time as you, which was pure coincidence. And um, when I contacted her about coming on, she said, yeah, I came in at the same time as Vassos. But um, in the end, she was a, uh, a few minutes ahead of you. But, uh, you know. <laughs> no, well, I, I absolutely, you know, that section from St. Ives onwards, I was, I was just done. I did, you know, I, it's my, I don't regret this at all. And I'm not, you know, this is not, this is no nothing, but I've got a, I've got a stress fracture on my right shin, which I could absolutely feel coming on. And I thought, well, I could stop or I could not stop. And I chose to not stop. And so it's a few, you know, but it's just no, one of those things, loads, you know, just I got, I got, I, I think I said it when I finished, when I crossed the finishing line and I talked to Stephen on the, on the camera, I said, I got Cornwall. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I just got Cornwall. I'd love to have another go, but you know, um, it, it, I sort of, it doesn't matter. I finished. I loved every second and, you know, and it was just one of the, it was, I'm, I'm still on a high from a, from a great, great race. And yeah, I was, I was running near Holly for a, a lot of it, <laughs> but then, but then the wheels came off, you know, they do sometimes, don't they? Now you said uh, in, in, your, in your book, there's a great quote where you said the nighttime hours of the Spartathlon are perhaps the most magical of all. So did you feel similar to that in the arc of attrition? Cause obviously quite a bit of it is the nighttime. Yeah, you really have to concentrate, though, at night in the arc because, you know, you do get quite close to the cliff edge, you know, after quite technical climbs uh, a few times. And again, those 13 miles, you really have to watch every step. It's almost like every, you know, every footstep is an event, you know, just don't twist your ankle, don't fall over, don't, you know, bash yourself. And and there are more nighttime hours in Cornwall in January than there are in Greece in early September or whenever the Spartathlon is, I think it's early September. Right. Um, so I was very much looking forward to the sunrise for about, 
And I said to everyone, there was a couple of people running with me at, uh, at one stage, and I said, don't worry, I get up at four o'clock every morning, so I'm an absolute <laughs> expert in when the sunrise is, and it, it'll be light by six or just after. It wasn't at all. It was at half past seven. <laughs> Ah, great stuff. <laughs> yeah, obviously a little bit different uh, different plays. There we go. There we go. Well, Vassos, um, I'm going to ask you before we wrap up, uh, you know, because part of this podcast is to encourage people to take on their first ultra. So I'm going to ask you for a couple of tips that you would give people to just get, you know, get their first ultra going and sign up for it and all that sort of stuff. But before we do that, um, anything that you, if you did come back again to the arc, is there anything you'd do differently? Um, no, I think I would do it without poles again. I think I would do it without a crew again. Um, I think I would be a little bit more careful about what sort of foods I was packing, um, in order to sort of try and keep the nutrition and, and knowing what's coming. They tell you that it's, that it's tough, um, from Pendine, but knowing what's coming, I think would, you know, I, I think that's the key. I think I was just sort of, you know, it's like somebody pulled the rug halfway through the race or three quarters of the way through the race. And then it just, you know, I just got it done, which is fine. You know, that's, that's one Absolutely. way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. I think knowing what I know now, I'd have a better chance of finishing in a decent time. Um, but again, I, I don't want to kind of make out like I'm disappointed with the time or any, anything like that. I'm just, I'm just not, I just, I'm blown away how brilliant the race is. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm delighted, thrilled that I managed to finish. Fantastic. So what have you got lined up? Anything else for 2023? Yeah, well, I'm sort of just quietly, I've, I've been wanting to do a Bob Graham for ages. Right. And I have now run, I sort of feel like a few people have offered to kind of help me nav it, you know, um, and just sort of take me around. But then it becomes a test of fitness. And I feel it's more than that, Bob Graham. I feel you kind of almost have to earn your attempt so I want to have at least run each of the five sections and nav them on my own right. before I give it a go. Okay. And I've got two to go, and I've got a, a sort of weekend IBM marked, um, and I'm, I'm going to try and do them both, you know, three and four um, left to go. I'll, I'll, I'll run them back to back. Then I will, you know, hopefully, and that will be early spring, and then hopefully early summer, I'll give it a go. But I'm not. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. It's not, you know, it's not for membership to the club. It's just one of the like the arc of attrition it's just one of those great running challenges and we're so lucky to have them and i think you know i would i would be you know i want to have a go i don't really mind if i do it in 24 hours or not and maybe i do but anyway that <laughs> great stuff great stuff so what about those couple of tips then vasos for for people who are aspiring to take on their first ultra i mean i think right that you know they're listening all this way through a podcast on ultra running. They're, you know, they're quite close to pressing the button anyway, aren't they? You know, they're not, you know, they're not somebody who's just finished a park run um, and thinking, when can I do a 10K? Or maybe you are. And if you are, and if you're not, if you're someone who's maybe run a marathon already, whatever, whatever stage of running you are, just do it. You know, just press the button and go. I would say do a, Maybe do a Centurion event first. Maybe do one of James's 50s, um, the South Downs Way 50 or the North Downs Way 50, you know, or maybe go to the Wendover Woods weekend. But, you know, they're they're really friendly. They're really well put on. They're, they're basically like the arc of attrition's 
nicer older brother. You know, um, <laughs> I did feel that way actually about Mud Crew. I thought they're very centurion. Only they've got a wicked side. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be pleased to hear that. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like it's you know, there's the South Downs way. You know, with aid stations every however ten miles, or there's the you know. And, and in June, right, or there's January and the coast path with eight stations every, like, 30 miles. And, you know, that terrain. Um, but, no, just, just do it. You know, you if you're this far through this podcast, just come on, you know. just <laughs> The next thing you have to do is Google a race of at least 50 kilometres slash miles and just sign up for it and then worry about the details later. You know, you can do it. You've got it in you they are not i don't really like the word ultra to be honest because it in it sort of implies ultra competitive ultra fit sort of like mo farah's everywhere on the start line and nothing yeah. could be you know further from the truth you will not find a more welcoming and more diverse you know group of people than you will on the start line of the, your first ultra and look a lot of it is walking for goodness sake and you, you can do that <laughs> so just the next thing you do is just sign up and worry about the details later <laughs> Uh, yeah, great stuff. Vassos, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast, so thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, and please apologise to your mate for swearing in his book. <laughs> yes, I will, yes. <laughs> he, th- he thought that was rather good, actually. <laughs> oh, I was fucked. <laughs> so a big thanks to Vassos for coming on the podcast um, and sharing what he found about the Ark of Attrition. You know, it was great the way he described it. You know, it's a brutal course, and it's running the most magnificent, friendly way. So the real contrast of emotions going on in be- in between everything. So if you know, if you want to come along to Cornwall, if you've been inspired to get involved in the art, then you know, p- make sure you do that. And Mud Crew, who put it on, have got a, a tremendous festival in August, the Roseland August Trails, the Rat Festival. You need to get in there now, though, if you're going to take part in that. There is the 11 mile version, which is called the White Rat, the 20 miler, which is the Red Rat the classic 32-miler, the 50K, which I think has maybe even sold out already and it's only been on sale a few days. And then there's the Plague, which is out and back, you know, 64 miles as well. And that all happens at the beginning of August. So hopefully uh, different contrast. Well, weather was great for the Ark this year, so maybe not so much of a different contrast, but a bit more light maybe for, for you, but it's still a fantastic adventure. My very first coastal path run was the White Rat Uh, which is 11 miles back in 2019 and I voted it my favourite run of that year and I did 26 that year so it is a fantastic thing so go to the Mud Crew website and sign up for that now if you're doing something spectacular or you're taking part in an ultra then get in touch and let's have you on the podcast particularly if you've never been on a podcast before so that would be amazing to do that so please do that you know get in touch podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk and then we can talk about that. And if you've got something coming up and you'd like to share it and you necessarily don't want to be a guest, but you just want, you're a regular listener, I'll give you a shout out and a bit of encouragement for whatever you're doing. So I'm beginning to save those up. So do get in, con- in touch to do that as well. Same podcast address, podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk or reach out to me on social media and let me know about it as well. So big thanks to Vassos. See you next time. <laughs>